Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it, as we always do. Let's get back into our series. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship, and we're going to get back into our series, What Does God Have for Me Now? That's our, our new series uh, here on our Monday morning discipleship. What does God have for me now? And we kind of broke it down last week. I'll touch on it very quickly um, this week as far as the foundation uh, for this podcast series, uh, this series that we're in. We want to outline how God is blessing us right now. And uh, again, I shared last week and uh, you can check out um, the first week. This is week two of the series, by the way. You can check out the first week. And uh, I kind of outlined it in the first week about uh, where we how this came about um, a Facebook post that I saw that basically uh, talked about the fact that this person particularly uh, they felt that uh, in the black community in particular uh, that we taught our people more about religion than we did about um, uh, financial stewardship, if you will. And uh, I kind of pushed back on that by saying there's uh, financial literacy all in the Bible. And then it went on to a comment that was on the post that basically said, uh, listen, uh, we, we spend a lot of time. They spend a lot of time in church telling us about heaven. Um, I want to know about what God going to do right now. You know, so th- th- from there, we, we came to this series. What does God have for me now? Now, last week, uh, we, we spent a lot of time just kind of laying the foundation. And I said, we we're going to go further into this. Uh, we're going to talk about stewardship. We're going to talk about uh, where the tithes fit in. I'm going to share some excerpts uh, in the coming weeks uh, from my book, Going Through the Get Through, where I kind of talked about that a little bit uh, in the book because this deals with faith. It deals with our faith. Um, this week, I want to go back to something uh, that we were touching on uh, last week. Um, and I, I was in Philippians chapter four. I'm going to deal with four scriptures on today. And uh, that's still, again, we're not going to finish the series today. It's going to be some weeks. Y'all, y'all know how we do on Monday morning discipleship. This may be 10 episodes, um, but I'm going to touch on four scriptures today. And uh, we may not even get all the way into those scriptures. We, we may just cover them uh, in the coming weeks. But here, I, I want to look, go back to Philippians 4. We were talking about this on last week. And I, I brought up Philippians 4 and 19, uh, where the Bible says that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And I I stressed last week, I said, that is a right now thing. Because again, this person that commented on his post, they said, we're always talking about heaven, but they need to be telling people what God going to do right now. I want to know what he's going to do right now. And I said, listen, God saying in his word, I'm going to supply all of your needs. That's a right now thing. And, and let me, let me stress this. Thank you. Holy spirit. You, You need to know it's a right now thing because once we get, if, if you if, if you and I make it to heaven, we don't have any needs anymore. We, everything you, you're in heaven now, you, you're with the father now. Everything is met. But down here, we have some needs. We have some physical needs. We have some spiritual needs. Right. And so that that verse is critical. That is a right now thing when the Bible says God will supply all of your needs. So so that's a statement to say this is what God's going to do for you right now. But I wanted to look at Philippians 4, 11 and 12. And uh, the Apostle Paul was talking about this. He made the statement again. I touched on it last week and I, I'll give a little more on this week. He said, for I have learned uh, how to be content with whatever I have. New Living Translation, by the way, Philippians 4 and 11. He says, I have learned to be content 
with whatever I have. He says, I know how to live on almost nothing and with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Now, one of the things I talked about last week is I said nobody wants to struggle. And and I know some of you may be thinking to yourself, you know, well, you dog all right. I don't want to struggle. But at times in life, not all of us, at times in life, you may find yourself in a struggle. You may have to do, as we used to say, tighten your belt a little bit. Paul is saying here, I'm not going to spend all day here, but Paul is saying here, I know how to survive in whatever state I'm in. I know how to have a lot and I know how to have nothing. You can take this verse and say, Paul is saying to you, I know how to manage my money. I know how to manage my things. When I got a lot, I don't go crazy. When I got a little, I know how to tighten my belt. I know how to budget a little bit and say, okay, you ain't got enough money to do all that, but you got enough to make it. He says, I, I, he said the secret, he said, I've learned the secret in living of living in every situation. He said, I've learned it. And then let me just go ahead and go to verse 13. We always wind up doing this anyway. Popular Bible verse for I can do everything. New Living Translation for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So he says, I'm able to survive on a lot or a little because Jesus gives me strength. Strength also can come in the form of knowledge. I know how to I know how to have a lot. And I know how to have a little. So when, when we're at a place, y'all, where we're challenging God. What you doing for me now, God? And, and, and again, sometimes we may ask this from a place where we don't have as much. And maybe we need to have the mentality of an apostle Paul. Say, I don't have a lot right now. But I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a worker with what I got. I'm a work with what I got. Now, again, nobody wants to hear that nowadays. Because we want to hear prosperity, prosperity. It's going all oh, you got to have money falling out your pockets and so on and so forth. And again, as we go through the series, we we're going to outline this. Well, actually, I want to touch on a little bit of that today. We're going to outline a little bit more as we go through the series. But we're hearing prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. And we're never even thinking about the fact that, listen, in your struggles, many of us have this testimony in your struggles. You're doing better than a lot of people. In, in your so-called down times, those times will be considered up times for other people. So we have to be careful. We have to learn how to do things. Again, manage ourselves. We can do it all through Christ. Now, famously, y'all, because when we talk about what does God have for me now? Famously, y'all, let's pull it up. First, uh, first Timothy should be familiar to you all. First Timothy, chapter six, verse 10. This is a famous Bible verse, but it's an often misquoted Bible verse. When we talk about what God has for us now, I said to you all last week, let's be honest. We're talking about material things. We're not speaking about what does God have for me now in the way of good relationships, (laughs) in a way of good health. Good health is something we ought to be talking to God about, right? We're generally talking about material things. First Timothy six and 10 says this for the love of money, new living translation, by the way, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Now I said to you all, this is a famous Bible verse, but it's often a misquoted Bible verse. 
because people always say money is the root of all evil. Your Bible does not say that. Not if it's, 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 it's the Bible I'm reading from. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money can do a lot of good things. Money inherently is not evil because money is an inanimate object. <laughs> money is not evil. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. That's what this Bible says. The love of money is at the base of it. Dare I say our half of our government is swinging in a certain direction behind a certain person because they're concerned about position, power, and money. And I'm really concerned about people and whether or not they know the truth and whether or not democracy prevails. That was our political moment there. But this Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And so, again, we're challenging God. You know, what do you got for me right now? We're thinking about material things and material things. Money is at that. So money got, got to buy you all the stuff that you want, right? For the, for the love of money is the root of all and all kinds of evil. And then the Bible says, and some people, not all people, some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Now, let Reverend Jackson help you here. God is not saying that you can't have money and faith at the same time. God is not saying that if you're rich, somehow you're going to hell or you're shallow in your faith. There are plenty of people with a lot of money and they got a lot of God in their life too. If it's the Lord's will, I hope to be one of them people one day with a lot of money and a lot of God. I got a lot of God. I need the money right now. Right. So, so, so the Bible is not telling you that you can't have money. The Bible says that if you're not careful, money will have you outside of God. Chasing money, craving money, as this Bible says, and some people craving money instead of craving God craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves. What do you mean you say that Reverend Jackson? I'm glad you asked that question. Head on over to Matthew chapter six. Famously one more time. Famously Matthew chapter six, verse 24, Matthew six and 24. The new King James version says it like this in Matthew six and 24. It says no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. And then the Bible says this, you cannot serve God and mammon. What does mammon mean for those of you who are unaware? Money. New Living Translation of that same verse, Matthew 6 and 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So again, when we say, what do you got for me now, God? First of all, I've started you all off here. Be grateful for whatever God has already given you. Paul taught us that already, right? In whatever state I've been, I mean, I've learned how to be content. I can do all things through Christ. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Paul says, whatever I got, God is good. Now, I know some of you might be thinking it's hard to be that way. When money is tight and bills ain't right and so on and so forth. And again, in coming weeks, we'll discuss that. 
There's a whole section on that in my book, Going Through the Get Through. But Paul says, listen, I've learned how to survive either way. I've learned, let me paraphrase again, going back to Philippians. Paul says, listen, I've learned that when I got a lot, I need to manage it because I may not have a lot all the time. When I got a little, I need to manage it because I ain't got that much. But he says, God is good even in all of that. So again, we look at Matthew 6 and 24. It says, no man can serve two masters. You can't, you can't bow down to God and bow down to money at the same time. So when you have it in your mind, God, what have you done for me lately? What you going to do for me right now, God? If, if you're serving God properly, if you recognize, this is what Paul is telling you, right? If you recognize who God really is, you don't have such a question in your spirit. Because you recognize you've been good. And by the way, before I get to my last scripture on today, I'm not telling you you can't ask God for anything. I'm saying when you go, recognize that he's already been good. Before you go to God and say, what you got for me now, you better take a look around and see what he's already given you. See that he's already been good to you. And again, the the point of this, this whole series here, he's been good to you right now. I'm pointing out things to you right now in scripture that says God has been, God ain't waiting to just to, to get to heaven to start giving you stuff that could have done you good on earth. What would a good, what would it do for God to when you die and you make it to the kingdom and God says, here's a million dollars where currency doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. God is good to you right now. And listen, I, I've learned this in, in, in my almost 52 years. If you look back over your life, <laughs> I know I got this testimony. I Hopefully all of you ain't got this testimony, but I know some of you can identify with this. If you look back over your life and think about how much money you wasted in your life, you realize just how good God's been to you. I mean, there are thousands of dollars that I can't account for. And I'm like, man, I wish I had done something different with that money. But, you know, young and foolish right? Sometimes older and foolish. Let me be real here. But this Bible says in Matthew 6 and 24, before I get to my last scripture on today, you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So I'm saying this, I'm saying this, and y'all head on over to Joshua chapter one. I'll meet you there. I'm saying this. If I'm, if I'm asking God, if I'm bold enough to ask God, what have you done for me lately? What you got for me right now, God? I have to be careful that I'm not doing that on behalf of my real master, which is the bank, which is the money, which is the finance. So we have to be careful how we question what God is doing for us right now without stopping and appreciating what God is doing for us right now. And I'm going to say this again. I'm not telling you you can't ask God for more. I'm not telling you you can't say, hey, God, can you can you can you throw me a little extra? I'm not telling you you can't do that. I'm telling you that in those moments. When you go, you better recognize what he's already done for you. I'll I'll say it like this before I read these verses in Joshua. A a, a, a usual I shouldn't say popular, a usual refrain that you will hear out of my mouth when I'm praying. Usually when I start to pray doesn't happen all the time. But I'll say this. I said, I say, God, 
before we ask you for anything, I want to say thank you for everything. Before I even get to a place, God, where I start saying, Lord, I need you to do. I want you to know that I appreciate what you've already done. Again, we're going to talk about this prosperity actually in just a second here. You got to recognize what God has already done for you before you start saying, I need you to do something for me now before I get to heaven. Because at the end of the day, y'all, there are certain things that, that, that God will bless us with when we get on the other side. But a whole lot of the giving is already done at that point. And you shouldn't be up there with your hand on anyway. And if that's your, if that's your spirit, if that's your mentality, you probably ain't going to have that, that problem with you because you probably ain't going to make it there anyway. Look at Joshua. I'll, I'll end it here with the last few minutes that I got here. Joshua chapter one, famously, they've crossed over into the promised land. Joshua chapter one, starting at verse six. Let's do New King James Version. Bible says, be strong and of good courage for to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance, the land, which I swore to their, to, to, to their fathers, to give them verse seven, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law, which Moses, my servants commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Watch this, that you may prosper wherever you go. Then verse eight, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Joshua chapter one, verse six through eight. Let's look at it in a new living translation before we get out of here. Bible says this, be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I will give them be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. God was not talking about what he was going to give Joshua when he died. God was talking about a right now blessing. These are the ways in which I'm going to make you prosperous. If you stay in the word and do what I ask you to do. You're going to be prosperous. Y'all see that? Because I'm talking to the church. Now, I know the world likes to say what God going to do for you now. Sometimes the church is saying that I want the church to know. If you stay in your word and don't deviate from your word, God says, I'm going to bless you. Now, here's what's critical, y'all. And give me two more minutes and we'll be out of here. Here's what's critical. He's talking to Joshua after they've come out of a wilderness experience after they've come out of a place of wandering, wandering and wondering, quite honestly, is God going to do what he said? Is he going to bless us on this side? Like he said he was going to do. And they've crossed over now. And he's saying to Joshua, he says, be strong and be of good courage for to this people, 
you shall what? Divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to give to uh, swore to their fathers to give to them. Right now. He says it's right there. We're going to divide this up right now. He didn't say, now you got to die to get it. He said, right now, I made a promise. There was some wandering and some wondering, but that's because of their doing. I swore it to their fathers. There it is right there. This is the inheritance. What you got for me right now, God, the inheritance right here. We're going to go up in here. We're going to divide this. We're going to divide it right now, Joshua. They don't have to die to get it. It's a right now blessing. So what does God have for me right now? He got the thing that he promised me, right? He's got the inheritance. And then he tells Joshua again, right? Tells him in verse seven, he says, be strong. He says, uh, be strong, be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions uh, Moses gave you. Do not deviate them, uh, deviate from them, rather turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. That's a right now thing. He didn't say, look, if you stay in your word, you're going to make it to heaven. By the way, if you stay in your word, you're going to make it to heaven. But he says, listen, if you stay in your word, you're going to be successful right now. In this life, Joshua, if you stay in the word, you're going to be successful right now. You ain't got to die to get it right now. But again, as I said, if you stay in your word, you're going to make it to heaven. But that's not what God's saying to him right now. He says, you're going to be successful right in everything that you, now he said in everything that you do. So before I get to verse eight very quickly and then I get out of here, listen, he said, stay in your word. You want to know what I got for you right now? You stay in your word. You can do whatever you want. And I, and, and, and again, I shouldn't have to put this caveat here, but I'm gonna put it here anyway. Not whatever you want, right? I don't want you to get it twisted, but at the same time, if you stay in your word, you're going to do something that God don't want you to do and expect to God, expect God to bless it. But he's saying, listen, if you stay in your word and don't deviate, he says here, you'll be successful in everything that you do. I'm going to bless you right now. What does he say in verse eight? Lastly, and then we get out of here. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do he says you're going to prosper so we're going to leave it right here with this question and we'll talk about it next week so what does godly prosperity look like when this bible says you're going to prosper he kept saying you're going to be successful you're going to prosper you're going to be successful joshua stay in your words stay with me joshua you're going to be all right what does godly prosperity look like? Now, we're going to cover that next week as we continue in this series so that we can understand. Here's what God got for you right now. We'll talk about that next week. What does godly prosperity look like? Hint, hint. It ain't all green. It ain't all green. So we leave it right there. We leave right there this week before I get started again. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship. Our new series. What does God have for me now? Right now, right in the land of the living. So I hope you enjoy uh, what we're sharing. We're going to pick it up next week. We'll talk about godly prosperity all next week. Let me give you our tags. We always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, best way to do that is to check us out at the ministry's website. That website, www.krjministries.com. Org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you would like to purchase any of our written work, 
Best way to do that is to go to our publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to our podcast, hit the subscribe button uh, so you can know when new episodes show up. Uh, we would definitely appreciate that. As always, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, tell somebody about it. Share it with your friends and family. If it's been a blessing, invite them to share with us on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We would definitely, definitely appreciate that. If you would like to be a blessing to this podcast, rather, you can do so via PayPal. PayPal.me forward slash KRJ Ministries. One more time, PayPal dot me forward slash krj ministries if you want to support us we would definitely appreciate that from you that's all the time that we've got for monday morning discipleship purpose and beyond podcast our new series what does god have for me now hope you're blessed by what we had to share on today god bless you and god keep you is my prayer as always we'll see you all on next time be blessed